Hooray! I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. We're talking about Smallville, Season 6, Episodes, Subterranean, Hydro... Justice! Justice! Labyrinth Uh and Crimson. Yes! Oh my god, these episodes are so wonderful, they make up for those totally lame, boring episodes last week. (laughs) Alright, we got five episodes to talk about, and I got so much to talk about with the later ones, so let's plow through. Let's get right yes. in. Subterranean, uh, this was, this is, I think this is our last episode of 2006. Um, this is, uh, this is the one where Clark meets Teen Wolf and battles a mole man. Uh, yeah. So, Tyler Posey. <laughs> Tyler Posey. Before he was, yeah, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was, so, the first season, or maybe the first two seasons of Teen Wolf was so sweet. So, it was so good. It's such a sweet, it was like a, you know, it's kind of like Smallville with the sweet little romance. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I gave up when they it was like a couple of twins were in town or something that season. Yeah, and I, I. And then lost there was the the, then there was the Japanese girl with the, uh, hat, what's the sword? The Hatata Yatata Hat. I'm just gonna, the uh, the Hakuna Matata. What is? Hattori Hanzo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, the the Japanese girl, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I just fell off somewhere around there. I don't know. Yeah, but it was good to begin with, and uh, mm-hmm. and it gave us uh, that kid from the Maze Runner, uh, so. <laughs> Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend. <laughs> But uh, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, on this rewatch, you know, every once in a while you discover that somebody that you've seen in other things was in an earlier episode of Smallville. And I, I always uh, mm-hmm. just thought about the, the farmer that digs digs like a mole man in the dirt and has this terrible fight with Clark at the end. But I never put two and two together that this kid was actually uh, Scott from Teen Wolf. So, oh, uh, actually, before this, Tyler was even on a few seasons of Doc. <laughs> As like one of the main characters, do you know what Doc was? No, it was a show where Billy Ray Cyrus played a doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. There are several seasons of it, so you know if we want to binge that in the future, we can do that. No, everybody would watch it with us. <laughs> nope. Okay, so Lex sends Lana to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, he's and he's awful understanding for her being like having cold feet. You know, he's, he's a very understanding person. He says, go to Amsterdam. It's a very romantic city. You'll be lonely and you'll miss me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's another thing. I, I was surprised when I started watching this. I was like, oh, she actually didn't say yes yet. We just, <laughs> I just assumed she said yes, but I guess uh, they let it go. This is uh, one of the scenes I believe they had to reshoot because this episode was episode five and then they had to push it back to episode nine because of uh, delays. I don't know what was delaying it, but um, so, you know, when it was originally episode five, Lana and Lex weren't engaged. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the Kents adopt a new kid, which is something they do on every season. Clark finds another stray. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But it turns out that this kid, Javier, is here illegally. Oh. So, you know, is another example why we need that wall, right? Yeah. Uh. It's But now, senators, she, Senator uh, Kent, she can't break the law, even though she's being a hypocrite because Clark, she forged his adoption papers and 
he's an illegal immigrant, an illegal alien, yeah. an actual alien. Yeah. That, that is definitely something uh, that – Have me and you kidded about this before? Have you kidded about this or have I, I kidded about it with Morgan? I, I Maybe I did. I don't know. But he is an illegal immigrant and uh, – but that's different, right? Because he's from another planet. Yeah. Uh, at least Martha's justified it that way. I like how they have this deputy who is uh, – who's obviously, you know, he's I think Mexican-American as well. Um, but he's a staunch supporter of getting into the country legally, you know, like he did. You have to uh. do the work. So anyway, uh, so Javier, uh, I, there's a there's a part where um, Chloe has to Chloe has to babysit Javier, and Jimmy comes by. It's almost Valentine's Day, and he wants to take her somewhere. He want, oh, he brings the whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> a very awkward <laughs> moment in Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jimmy thinks Javier's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Aaron Ashmore has to play some of the most cringiest stuff in this in this show. But I I, I don't know. He comes off pretty funny doing mm-hmm. it. You know, maybe if it was somebody we didn't really know, it might seem like oh this guy's an a hole. Like get rid of him. But I don't know. It's just funny. Um. So Javier lost his friend uh, Francisco, and these workers tell Clark that uh, the ground swallowed. Francisco and I wrote from beneath from beneath you it devours, <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, you know when they do that excavation, they find all those skeletons. I thought that was a pretty cool, gruesome sight for the show. You know, yeah, yeah. I do also love that. It ob- it obviously, has to do with Lex. <laughs> oh, I know. Obviously, uh, Luther Corp has something to do with the migrant workers. So Clark has to go confront Lex, and Lex says, I could recite the Farmer's Almanac to you, and you'd still call me a liar. <laughs> and yeah. then Jimmy thinks Clark is jealous of him and Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javier runs away for some reason. I don't know. Okay, wait, wait. All right, so I have actually something here. Jimmy offers uh, to play some hoops with Clark to kind of work oh, out yeah, those tensions. On the par- yeah, leave it on the court. Yeah, we have. I have something here from the Book of Smallville. Uh, Carolyn Drees uh, wrote this episode. From Vampire Diaries. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of Carolyn Drees' uh, favorite moments from Subterranean wasn't actually in the script. Jimmy says, I'm your bro-, bro, not your foe. And he sticks out his fist for Clark to pound, she remembers. Aaron decided to stick out his fist, and Tom looked at it and hit just the thumb. That's what Aaron brings to every scene. He's like popcorn. When I write for him, I picture him as a a magician pulling tricks out of his sleeve all the time. He's just high energy. He's really good at delivering quippy lines, and he's just a truthful character. You see, he's not scared to show emotion, and it really works when you have a lot of characters around him hiding things. Chloe's really good at hiding emotions. Clark obviously hides his emotions, so to see someone, especially a male character, play out those emotions on screen is really refreshing. Yeah, I think he's a really good Jimmy Olsen. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like him. Um, Aaron says, uh, I don't ad lib a lot. I just feel like, I just feel that I'm not a writer. These guys do a great job at crafting stories. And for me to start throwing stuff in there is kind of disrespectful. I don't think that I'm a great writer or always have great ideas. But sometimes if there's a little something, I'll throw it in there. And people usually say either, wow, keep it or lose it. It's pretty quick. I've thrown in a couple things and they've said, no, you know, we don't need that. That's not going to work. And that's cool. But this one time... 
I just threw this little thing in. I have no idea where it came from. The line was, ring that bell to Clark. And I'm giving him a little fist. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, man, that was kind of weird. But Tom's like, no, 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 dude, that was funny. You just got to keep that. I think that's really going to work. That was just perfect for the scene, perfect for the character. Yeah, it was weird. It needed to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needed to be awkward. I'm your bro, not your foe. Hilarious. Um, let's see. Uh, another note I have, Kansas, Van- Vancouver looks great in HD. I'm watching on my Blu-rays now as a reminder. It's amazing. Um, and uh, um, I don't know. The, uh, you, I, All this driving around with Javier and Clark in the truck, and I just... I don't know if it's a filter they use or whatever, but man, it does not look like they're shooting up in Canada. It seems like Kansas to me. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I've just been trained by Smallville to be like, that's what Kansas looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they show the Kent farm and I love the uh, the shadows of the fence mm-hmm. on the driveway. I love the Kent farm. It's like Mecca. I do too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, my, it makes my heart happy to see the Kent farm. Hey, uh, people that live in the Kent farm, if you're listening, uh, can we come visit you please? And just like stay there. Just kind of like sit on the porch. We'll bring air mattresses. Yeah. We'll, we just sit out on the porch and just kind of hang we'll out. Sleep in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. <laughs> can you put us up on the loft? That's probably nothing that looks nothing like the loft that was from the set. <laughs> Um, yeah. So there's not much of a fight at the end here between, uh, Clark and, uh, Mr. McNally or Farmer McNally. Um, this is because, uh, well, they switched to the CW. Budget was a little lower and, uh, they're also saving money for episodes like Zod and Justice and, uh, the season six finale. So, Mm. yeah. So, uh, big fight underground. (laughs) So uh, Lana comes home. She's super happy about you know money and how money is good. <laughs> money they can use for good. Money is power. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, "Oh my god, I got a great idea. Let's help out those immigrants that you exploited." <laughs> but I didn't know you were exploited. Just uh, it's kind of a funny little smack back at Lex without him, without her actually knowing. You know, he's he's still got to deal with his mess. Yeah, and but and that's why I feel like. At some point, he's going to win her over to his way of looking at things. Right. And she's so close to seeing things from his perspective to where she's saying right now, oh, let's use this power for good. Right. In her view, in which all villains, they think they're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's definitely They don't Lex think Luther they're thing. wrong. You know? It's, yeah. So when she protecting. becomes Mrs. Lex. When she becomes Mrs. Lex Luthor, it's mm-hmm. going to be very easy for her to use this power for evil mm-hmm. and think that she's doing good. Oh, so um, this episode would be pretty forgettable if it wasn't for mm-hmm. one of the most amazing scenes in Smallville ever. <laughs> Honestly, this is just – I remember watching this for the first time going, holy shit. You know, it <laughs> just – yeah. It's like the, it's like they said. This is an extremely forgettable episode. Let's put something friggin' awesome at the end. Yeah, and so we have to figure out where for where Farmer McNally's going, and we never really know where these meteor freaks end up. We just assume they go to Bell Reeve, or if they die, they go to the morgue. Um, 
But uh, in this one, it shows that Lex has gotten his men to take away Farmer McNally, and uh, he get, puts him in level 33.1, which is a thing. It's a real thing. And Lex just does this like slow walk to this AFI song. It's called uh, Prelude 1221. I don't listen to a lot of AFI, but um, that song is so awesome. And it's only like maybe two minutes long. And I just wish it when I whenever I play it, I'm like, oh, could this just go on for like ten minutes? I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just that slow walk as he's coming towards the camera, and all these hands are reaching out from bars. So he's got like all these mm-hmm. many humans locked up, you know. Like you, there's many many times during the series where you're like he is the villain of the story. No, no, no. This is definitely a villainous thing. This is huge. Like he's kidnapped some metas like Aquaman and Cyborg before. He's done experiments and stuff, but he's literally got a jail cell of metal, many humans, and only only villains do that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, the, the f- and you're like the Flash does that too. Shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you're thinking, what is he planning? What is his end game? Yes. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, that's soon we will find out. That's the needle drop for this episode. AFI Prelude twelve twenty one. Let's move on to Hydro, the episode directed by Thomas Welling. Uh, uh yes, and it would be so easy to forget about Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling <laughs> is a terrible actor. <laughs> Let me just say it right here. Uh-huh. Terrible. Yeah, now, I'm not a big fan. Joy, the scene with her and Chloe uh, when Chloe took the axe or the <sighs> hammer to the uh, computer, that was a good scene. Uh-huh. But Tori Spelling is an abysmal actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember her not really being one of the highlights of 90210. And uh, I don't know, here it's like. I she- mean, it's just so obvious. It's such, you know. Uh, what's the word where you nepotism. get hired because you're <laughs> nepotism? Yeah. I mean, you know, if her father wasn't who her father is, she would, you know, she would not. Well, she would not be on television. Well, think of it this way: Would this affect your opinion of her at all? She's actually she actually does this whole uh, episode five months pregnant. I thought she was. She looks <laughs> pregnant in the lips. <laughs> And she's very much like uh, uh, Sarah Palin here, where she's like, I can see Gotham from my office. <laughs> um, I mean, really, she's only in a couple of scenes. Yeah. She doesn't do much, mm-hmm. which is fine, because the rest of this episode is freaking fantastic. It's so good. And I got to say, as much as you cringe about it, the, what I wrote down, this is the one where Clark and Lois kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really cute how all of that was done. Okay, good. <laughs> but and and not just all of that the uh, the uh, to fake Lewis out, but the the whole melodrama mm-hmm. about Clark finding out about the engagement proposal and Clark finding out about the oh my god, it was so good, so soapy. Mm, oh, I love it. So soapy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wrote that. Wow, she still hasn't answered the, the proposal question. Um, so Lana admits that if Clark had asked her, she would have said yes immediately. This is what she says to Chloe. And I wrote down immediately uh, when Clark proposed in Reckoning, Clark asked her to take her time to think about it since he also had you know flown her up to the fortress and <laughs> told him all about told her that he was like an alien from another planet and all that stuff. So she didn't quite go. No, 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 no. I'm good. Let's get married. <laughs> So, 
Uh, but of course, you know, when she's thinking of the scenario in her mind now, she's just thinking farm boy with some secrets. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I was so excited when Scoop Girl met uh, Hot Shot 485 for the first time. Yeah. Yay. That was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, future partners. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Linda Lake is hiding in different watery places to get the gossip, and that's how she gets her scoops. Yep, she gets it word for word. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody is wondering how she gets her scoops. And what's amazing, what's so sad, what's so soapy and so dramatic, but uh, Chloe is put in such positions in this episode where <laughs> she, she's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. Right, right. She she can't she can't tell Lana secrets to Clark. She can't tell Clark secrets to Lana, and yep. she's just gonna get in trouble no matter what she does. It's right. a no win situation for Chloe. So Lana's discussion with Chloe makes the papers word for word, and Lex is hurt by it. And uh, mm. and Lex and, and like Clark shows up at the mansion because he reads this headline. He's like, "Oh, I've got a chance. Maybe I'll woo her right out of <laughs> out of the mansion." Yeah. Well, the thing is, Chloe has to tell Clark because she's like, "I've got to tell you this before you read it in the paper yep. yourself." <laughs> and then the look on his face, like his face, goes through all the emotions. Yeah, yeah. Like he goes through like denial and and. You know, acceptance. Yep, yep. All of it. So, and, uh, so this is where it gets the soapiest when Lex and Clark have a pissing match, oh. <laughs> and he won't let he won't let Clark see Lana. Oh, she'll say yes now that she's carrying my child. <laughs> what? Right out of a soap opera. So script. great. So great. <laughs> um. So yeah, Lex is uh, pretty much. Ready to be done with Clark, and he goes to see Linda Lake to uh, and gives her a blank check. To yeah, that was weird. I'm like, really? You are like a billionaire. Uh, I wouldn't be handing blank checks out to people. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe it was a you know he has a limit on his blank, blank checks. Like he put a, a literal blank check in front of her. So I don't know. Well, uh, he did, but. Oh, it's in this episode we find that Lois is now doing exercises at Ollie's place. Uh, okay. Which is good. I just you know? hate how they have sexualized how Lois is just, she's mm. always, I mean, those boobs are always out. Yeah. Always. Mm. I know, it sucks. Every scene. And I, I know he, these, these, guys never, tank top these guys never take their a, shirts off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I believe well, Oliver has so his shirt obvious. off in this, this, in this. Yes, but it's so obvious that La- Lana is not sexualized, mm-hmm. Chloe is not sexualized, but Lois is got the tightest shirt ever on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just something to do with the fact that we've just had nice girls on this on this series so far. Lana and Chloe are nice girls, you know. They have their bad streaks, but for the most part, they're they're good girls. And uh, we have Lois, who is uh, you know. A more experienced woman <laughs> And uh, yeah So I don't know uh, Anyway She sees that The cut That Oliver is cut on the shoulder Exactly on the spot right. Where Dang. He is cut <laughs> But honestly They bring You know We've had Clark But you know he, He's not like Over sexualized But this guy Oliver's always got his shirt off It's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up now. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> Lois, Lois, who is like a pit bull on a pant leg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's determined to get to the bottom of is Oliver the Green Arrow. Yes. So she goes and talks to Clark. What would you do if you found out someone close to you has a hero complex? And Clark's like, what? Me? Oh, 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 oh Oliver. <laughs> Chloe gets betrayed. So Clark is, oh, sorry. So, what were you going to say? But Clark is like playing double agent. Yeah. He, he tells Oliver and they set this thing up. So, okay. Uh, oh, so Chloe gets in trouble from Lana because Lana reads it in the paper and thinks that Chloe just spilled, spilled it to... Whatever lake. What's her name? Lin- lake? Linda Lake. You Linda know, she's lake. a water person. <laughs> <laughs> also, Clark is mad at Chloe because, and, uh, and of course, you know, it's the typical thing. It's like, it's like in that episode, Fade, was it? Where the, that, that assassin wanted to like, or hitman wanted to help Clark out all the time. So he was standing just out of focus as Chloe and Clark were loudly talking about their secrets in the middle of the bullpen of the Daily Planet. Here's Chloe going, oh, you know, I'm under a lot of pressure. I've been keeping a secret that you're an alien. (laughs) And then we get a good joke out of it where Clark says, I prefer intergalactic traveler. (laughs) But it's it's funny. It's just like this, like, okay, they're talking openly. So obviously somebody's listening. And I think we see like the water bottle, like bubble or something. Uh Chloe is also betrayed because Jimmy's been moonlighting for Lois. (laughs) Uh, my next one is And of course Linda was in the meteor shower <laughs> um, ba, 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 ba. Okay this is where Clark comes over to Oliver's apartment And they're going to have margaritas But Clark's are going to be virgin <laughs> But Lois forgot ice So she goes out for ice And she goes through the, the alley And she calls Oliver Help they're after me There's like 10 of them And then she like beats her phone to death <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy's there And then there are He just breaks it by accident Like whoops <laughs> <laughs> And this real cool part Where Lois takes the bag of ice And hits one of the thugs And the ice goes everywhere Yeah Jimmy takes a pop At one of them mm-hmm. But yeah But out of nowhere A green arrow shows up To save the day And Lois Gives him a kiss And then Oliver is like Hell of a thank you <laughs> And uh, Clark zooms away And he goes around the corner And that man, the way his eyes are lighted up I mean, he's looking pretty excited Right? I, I mean, that is That is some That is some that is some excitement And, you know Why is he excited? Why? Because, like, he kissed Lois And it, it was better than he thought it would be I think He wasn't expecting that And, you know, it was a rush I don't know and the way that green arrow costume lights up his green eyes, I thought was, you know, it's not, so, oh, yeah. not something I noticed. And also his hair was like away from his face. Like he didn't have those silly little boy bangs. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, don't you know, he hates wearing that haircut. <laughs> Tom Welling does. I didn't It's know a that. little boy haircut. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, in the green arrow costume, his hair was like away from his face. Yeah. You can see his widow's peak. It's got a widow's peak. It's really cute. <laughs> I got something here uh, from the Book of Smallville. The costume Tom Welling dons as Green Arrow is not a- actually the one normally worn by Justin Hartley. Hartley explains yeah. why. It's because a- Justin Hartley uh, is 
tall and thin, and Tom Welling is very <laughs> thick. <laughs> Harley says, it's a little embarrassing, but Tom could not even fit in my costume. I thought, this is cool, man. I've been working out. I'm looking pretty good. But then Tom has to wear the costume, and he's huge. He's just a big dude. Yeah. He's got more muscle than I do. In the end, he had to wear the stunt guy's outfit, which is basically my outfit, but bigger. Because it's made to put pads under it. So it's actually a lot bigger. I was like, <sighs> you jerk. I'm going to look like the size medium. But that's all right. He just got lucky. That's all. Finally, Lois. He's just slender built. <laughs> Justin Hartley's just, he's just, like, if you look at his feet, like yeah. when he's up in the loft and he's got his foot propped up, he's got a very slender foot. Hmm. He's just slender. He's just, that's just his build. And Tom is just thick. <laughs> Finally, Lois may have been impressed with Green Arrow's kissing skills, but Erica Durance refuses to let on whether Tom or Justin is the better kisser. Trade secrets, baby. Durance laughs, revealing nothing more. <laughs> Trade secrets, baby. Uh, that's funny. So, um, Chloe, meanwhile, Chloe and Lana set up the sting for Linda, and uh, man, it's so awesome because... <laughs> I mean, this is the first time we see Chloe like, oh, I'm going to beat this bitch up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take, and, you know, and, and it's, you know, Lana's listening in and she grabs it and Chloe grabs a hammer just before Linda blurts out the Clark secret. And, He's an alien from outer space. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're, so, they're like. So Lana knows that there is a, like, like up until now, she's been like, there's something up. I don't know what it is. And now she's like. Oh, I'm not insane. Uh-huh. I'm not crazy. I'm not just imagining things. He is hiding something from me, even though after time I've asked him and he's just stood there looking at me like I'm an idiot. And Chloe- it broke my heart into a bazillion pieces. And Chloe knows knows the secret, too. You know, she knows that Chloe knows. And that's why Chloe quickly s- stopped the recording from happening. I love this the knockdown drag out fight. Chloe and Linda Lake mm-hmm. having the freaking street. And Chloe ends up like flipping her over her head in, and just as Lana's Jeep pulls up and she just explodes into water. Yeah. I love how Chloe's great. just like, Oh, don't worry, she's gone now. I'm like, she's yeah, she turns so into weird. water. That's her power. So really? You're you're not at all worried? Anyway, we don't see her. That's Tori Spelling. Yeah. We won't see her again. She's gone. <laughs> I feel sure. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so meanwhile Jimmy and Chloe compare notes Jimmy's got some photos And Jimmy's shocked that Green Arrow had superhuman speed And Chloe's like Ah <laughs> <laughs> Green A- Oliver is the Green Arrow Clark and Ollie are friends Clark knows Green Arrow's secret And here Clark is covering up for Green Arrow Because Lois suspects Ollie Putting two and two together Ding 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 Clark, uh, Chloe has figured out that um, Oliver is a great arrow. I, I love it. Mm. And, you know, and it, it's she doesn't exact. I mean, she messes with Clark in the next scene, which is hilarious because Lois starts talking about how Green Arrow is the best kisser, and Chloe's just <laughs> completely amused. At, uh, oh, he threw him across the alleyway and super sped away. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Doesn't really come out in this episode where Chloe's like just immediately like says. I know that Oliver is the great arrow. It, mm-hmm. it is kind of reserved for the next episode. So, um, oh, and this this last scene with Chloe and Lana, um, where Chloe's just like, "Listen, Lana, I wouldn't do anything to hurt you," and Lana just p- 
pure venom in her eyes is like, that's what Clark always says. Mm-hmm. And Lana tries one more time to get Clark to fess up, but that doesn't happen. And then uh, um, she goes, uh, Lana goes back completely done, done with Clark and uh, accepts Lex's proposal. And she's like, yeah, accepts it weirdly. She's like, I'll always love Clark, (laughs) but I know that I I trust you or whatever. Well, I mean, and I understand what she's saying. She can't, she couldn't say yes to Lex until she gave Clark one more shot. Right. Just one more shot. He broke her heart again. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, let I'm crazy. I'm stupid for putting up with this. Let me go to the person who always tells me the truth that I can trust. Or so she thinks. I love the look on Lex's face as they close on in the credits, as they hug after she accepts the proposal. He's just kind of like looking ahead seriously. He's not like closing his eyes or smiling or anything, you know, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's that inscrutable Lex face. (laughs) Well, and uh, like Clark will say later, this is more about winning against Clark than getting Lana. Right. I go back and forth. You know, I go. I, I think. They're, I think. Um, they're both related. Um, but I think it's probably more getting back at Clark. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, shall we start getting into the really good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Justice. Written and directed by Stephen tonight. It's the one where they have it, where we have a straight up Justice League episode. So awesome! It really is. Like as somebody who watched the Justice League cartoon uh-huh. as a child, and then watched the Justice League movie. And was just mildly satisfied. <laughs> you were satisfied? Is, uh, I mean. I was definitely not satisfied. <laughs> but I was glad there was a couple. There was a couple of good Superman moments I liked. Um, well, but, uh, Gail Gadot is a oh, wonderful Wonder a, Woman. She's a treasure. Yeah. She is great. If it wasn't. If she wasn't such a great Wonder Woman, I wouldn't be very mad. And that cyborg was pretty cool. But. Yeah. Who is Shut the door. Podcast kitty. Hey, podcast kitty. <laughs> Steph's taking a anyway, to talk to her cat. Everybody. This oh, episode back. justice was, it was really cute. Cute. This was cute. This, cute. this was a cute episode. I got it. It was cute. <laughs> it was delightful. Right. It was. Freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the the eleventh episode of the season, and it's now. If you want, if you uh, want to make a note to yourself, this is the start of an annual unofficial tradition, where the eleventh episode of each season introduces a new character, a new hero team, or has returning superhero guests. So this one has a new team and, of course, returning guests. This is the highest rated episode of the season. Over five million people tuned in for this sucker. Uh, it's funny, I'm listening to Shu as we're going along, and they'd been talking about this episode since the beginning of the season. Like, it was really look for, look, looked forward to. Um, everybody knew justice was coming. <laughs> mm. uh, Stephen and I got the episode through a luck of the draw. He had episode 12, he had no idea where it would be. Uh, and he says, I'll never forget the email Al sent me right before I headed up to Vancouver to start prep. Short 
sweet and to the point. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> but once I got on the set, I could feel something special was happening. The air was charged with excitement over what we were attempting to do. And that excitement continued on through the entire grueling shoot. Even when halfway through, I caught the mother of all colds and actually lost my voice for the first time in my life. I had to yell action and cut through a bullhorn so the cast could hear me. But I was still having the time of my life. Hell, it's the Justice League. They could have wheeled me on a gurney and I still would have had a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is huge. Because, I mean, if we thought getting Avengers movies, Justice League movies was a big deal, this was a huge deal. Yeah. And, yeah and exactly. Why was I not watching this? I, I know. This is, I mean, this is before Iron Man came out. <laughs> like... Yeah. This is it right here. This is this was the show to watch, and it was amazing that they did a Justice League episode. Uh, just amazing. And the great thing is, like Stephen the Knight is pretty much the reason for this to happen because he's the guy who pressured uh, Alan Miles to do a Flash episode way back in season four. Um, and uh, and now you know since he introduced the Flash, he gets the helm this episode where uh, they had to really think about like who to. Really center justice around, and who is, and they figured that the Flash, uh, or rather Impulse, I should say, as known in this yeah. show, Impulse is the uh, is the closest person to Clark, the one that Clark would be more concerned about. Um, yeah, because he's like the kid brother. Yeah, he's another stray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you going to explain the deal with why they call him Impulse? Uh, just because they couldn't use the Flash. They just couldn't. They they were reserving uh, it for the movies. That's uh, the reason why they don't have a Batman in here. But, you know, they... I mean, everybody who watched this episode was like, that's the Flash. I mean, he's got the lightning bolt on him, you know? Uh-huh. He's got the, the costume. He's got a bit of a costume now. Um, mm-hmm. I love how his costume and Green Arrow's costume... Like, he's obviously... look. He looks up the Green Arrow a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Because we find out that Green Arrow kind of like saved him from the street. He was kind of hustling a bit, and and Oliver gave him some purpose to join this team. He's Oliver's like the Nick Fury of this team, you know. And uh, yeah, Oliver is the leader on a show that is not his show. <laughs> yes. Oh, actually, I have a. But the thing I wanted to say was that um, you know his costume. He's got he's got like a little hoodie costume too. You know, so they both have. Kind of the same ish costumes, whereas like Cyborg and Aquaman are different, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Justin says about Justice this episode was just plain fun. I think everyone involved had a great time. We got to see Cyborg, Impulse, and Aquaman. I'm just glad I got to be the boss. Well, if you don't count Miss Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, speaking of, uh, we start off Chloe getting rescued by a red blur. She's about to get shot right in the bullpen. But uh, Clark shows up and it turns out that that red blur was Bart. Yeah, everybody's mistaken Bart for Clark. Yeah. Because Lex gets shots of him on camera and he wants him for 33.1. Yep. So, we, we get this like... Impending doom for for Bart. We know that that Lex is going to get Bart. Mm-hmm. We're scared that Bart's going to get caught by Lex. But not before uh, Clark and Bart run off to Mexico to have a burrito together. Muy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a cure. I'm a courier. I I pick things up. I drop things off. Lickety split. Don't have a fit. <laughs> Cal- Kyle Delner somehow makes that work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so uh, I love the scene. Like Lois and Oliver have some good stuff. Okay, so yes, Lois and Oliver having their three martini lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and you're like, oh god, they're gonna break up because <laughs> he keeps getting called away. He's not he's not engaged in this relationship. He literally like says, we need to take a break, and then it's like, no, 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 a vacation. I meant, you know, <laughs> that's what that's what people say to each other. That's what couples say to each other when they want to take a vacation. They say, we need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, and uh, because okay, you don't. I I didn't know what he meant yeah. there, but. Uh, Putting that together with the final scene that they have, yeah. I think he's he knows he should break it off with her, but he loves her. Uh-huh. I think he changed his mind and how could you when not he saw that it hurt her. That yeah, he didn't want to hurt her. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I love some of the lines in the scene. I wrote down a couple. Um, Lois says, "Rain check, sure. I'll put it next to all the other umbrellas you keep handing me." <laughs> and uh, yeah, all interruptus and no coitus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we see that you know uh, some of the stuff with uh, Luther Corp and thirty three point one gets kind of amped up for this episode. We find out some stuff that we didn't know was going on, but apparently, while you know we're um, fighting with Tori Spelling in the streets and uh, fighting mole men with uh, Tyler Posey, Luther Corp has had six facilities attacked. By these heroes um, And uh, these facilities Have something to do with 33.1 But I guess they're not It's not the 33.1 um, And uh, Lana is Luckily out of town So she doesn't have to worry about this She's in Paris uh, With Aunt Nell doing some wedding dress shopping Oh yeah she's not even in this episode at all nope. And Lex says to Lionel That whoever is responsible for this Moves faster than a speeding bullet and as soon as they, I love how as soon as they leave the Luther uh, Mansion Library, there uh, Bart zooms in, and uh, you know it's not at this point we know what his deal is. He's got this green flash drive, <laughs> so it's like hmm, green flash. I wonder who he's working with. Um, yeah, because the big reveal is you know oh he's working with Oliver. Yeah. And it's here we see his little costume. He's got the yeah, he's got the hoodie. He's got the sunglasses, just like Oliver. But it's all like in red. It's a red theme. So, um, and yeah, Lionel actually takes this picture that Lex shows him and confronts Clark about it. He's like, "Listen, you know, I thought we we're supposed to be on the same side. You know, <laughs> why you keep breaking into my plants?" It's just a weird like situation where like Lionel is could possibly be like the ultimate supervillain in this whole thing. You know, he's the father of Lex Luthor. He's got all these facilities that possibly could have thirty three point one, but he's also comfortable enough to go up to Clark and be like, "Hey, take it easy on me." <laughs> um, meanwhile, back at Kent Farm, we see that Bart has a metabolism that I would die for. Me too, and uh, a cleaning regimen as well. Um, it was a cute scene um, And then Clark confronts Bart about stealing Bart says I thought we were amigos Oh wait no it was Clark that says that And then Bart like uh, Zooms off um, So yeah we have uh, Lois packing for a trip and Clark- With her green negligee <laughs> yeah. Clark walks in And is like huh <laughs> And Chloe, of course, something tells me green is definitely his color. 
And she tells Clark she knows all about Oliver. And since Bart is in trouble, for some reason, Clark decides to call, tell Chloe about Bart's secret, too. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Clark, you're not supposed to be doing that. But I guess since he thinks that... Yeah, she might as well know. She Yeah. yeah she knows part of it. Might as well know it all. Yeah. But um, we find out that the... And then that's when Chloe gets Bart's phone records. Yeah. He's calling somebody with Artemis. Artemis and Corporation Artemis is a part of which is uh, Queen Industries. Uh, Artemis is actually the name of a uh, a Green Arrow sidekick in the comics. Or like one oh, of them. Uh, Artemis Corporation, a subsidiary, a subsidiary of JL International, Justice League International. Anyone? And, mm. and owned by Queen Industries. So, yeah, Justice League actually had a comic called Justice League International. Um, where some of the uh, mm. smaller characters got to have their own Justice League. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. So Bart gets caught. And I love how Lex is like, not so fast now, are you? I want a lawyer. Steph. Oh, I want a ponytail. <laughs> Disappointment abounds. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a call and answer. You didn't know. Um, so Lex... Apparently, the remote that Lex had for his security cameras in the mansion also controlled this uh, 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 flash cage. Did you notice that? No. Uh-uh. no. He's got this. He's got. It's like a laser pointer, isn't it? Oh, no. Is it? Or was that? I don't. I don't know. No, this was like a. That might be something that Oliver. I think Oliver was using a laser pointer to open up his uh, armory. Right. And- where his green arrow stuff is. It's really noticeable because this little thing, like you, he presses the sides and it opens up, it clicks out, and then you see like four buttons. Like it literally says monitors one through four on the on the uh, on the remote pad, and they do a close up really? on it too. It's like we know what that is. We've seen that before. We've been, I don't know. Anyway, so <clears throat> I love this trap here. You know the the fact that Bart has to keep running to yeah not get hurt. And uh, a little bit of trivia, Bart's interaction with Lex is ironic, as Michael Rosenbaum voiced the Flash in the DC Animated Universe. In the Justice League Unlimited episode, The Great Brain Robbery, Flash and Lex switched minds, and Michael played the animated Lex in the Flash's body. So, huh. pretty cool. I want to, like, after watching this uh, episode, I was like, oh, I just want to rewatch all the Justice League. <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, I just no time. I want to watch everything. So, uh, um, Clark and Oliver talk about Bart being missing, and uh, Oliver's like, "It's at th- level thirty three point one." Lex is developing an army of super freaks, and we've been looking for it. And then Clark's like, "We got to find it. We got to find Bart." And Oliver says, "My team is already on it." And out steps Cyborg and Aquaman. So so cool. Yay! <laughs> so cool. And, uh, and then, like, there's a quick little throwaway line where uh, AC says, "How's how's Lois?" <laughs> Ask your boss. Well, uh, now's <laughs> not the time. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. I mean, uh, well, first we find out like Victor got dumped by that girlfriend he was in love with, <laughs> so that didn't last. Yeah, long. and he was like on the streets or something. He was like homeless. Yeah. And and I thought that was so sad because like, does he make reference to like he? Thought about ending it all or something I like that. I think it was that, yeah. Oliver. Bart was the one who was oh, on the God. streets, but Victor was like, had nothing to live for anymore because that girlfriend he was trying to escape for it dumped him. And now she's working at the town, I guess. At least we saw her in that <laughs> other episode. Uh, AC got busted taking down a whaler. 
Um, Victor says, Ollie had to save your scaly butt from getting filleted. Arthur says, I would have gotten out of it. Oliver says, oh, really? Before or after they packed you into a thousand little tin, tiny tin, tin cans? <laughs> well, at least it would have been dolphin safe. <laughs> fish jokes. That's all I ever get are fish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I really think um, Stephen tonight, I don't know if he consciously or unconsciously did it, but he did kind of like a, a character resuscitation on Aquaman because before that, like, our Arthur was only known as like the dude bra guy and uh, and made all sorts of fish references, whereas in here he's more annoyed at the fish references and he doesn't say brat at all. Like he doesn't mm, say it. Good. Not, not one bit. Yeah. And he doesn't say my man. <laughs> my man. Yeah, right. We've gone backwards. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Clark enlists Chloe's help to help uh, with the search. And, uh, yay, Chloe gets to be everybody's sidekick. Um, yeah. And what is up with that? Calling her the sidekick. Uh, well, it's just probably because she doesn't have any powers or doesn't have like, she's not like a, you know, a trained fighter or whatever. She's, she's the guy on the computer or the gal on the computer. Okay. And, uh, and so now that Chloe knows everybody's abilities and identities, she suggests to Oliver that he let Lois in. On the secret, and he tells the sidekick to stick to the. I couldn't make out what word he said. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure where you're talking about. I don't know. And then uh, Chloe, she's looking at the schematics of the building, and she sees the walls are made of lead. Oh yeah. Uh oh, you better get Clark out of there. Yep. Oh, Chloe's name is Watchtower. Yes, I love it. Is that? Coming back, does that mean anything? Uh-huh. Like, what's the deal with that? Well, Watchtower is actually the name of the Justice League's base in space. So it's mm. almost like when you're calling home to home base, it's Watchtower. But she just takes on okay. a name. But, you know, in the trivia, it basically says, well, Watchtower, you know, Chloe is technically Oracle, you know. But then, of course, Later on in the Arrowverse, uh, Felicity takes that name. So she is literally doing exactly what Chloe did. Anyway. <clears throat> um, uh, oh, yeah. Victor and AC walk out to really feel. Oh, yeah. Clark tells me everything except for you. I figured you out myself. Chloe says to Oliver. <laughs> and uh, Victor says, I guess we're not that good at the whole secret part. Whole p- secret part of this yet. And she says, yeah, but you're great at getting caught by the villain. <laughs> <laughs> because Victor and AC were both caught by Lex before it had to be rescued by Clark. Uh, anyway, so uh, the final act would have been very different, they say. Uh, they came up about $100,000 short in budgeting. Luckily, the WB came through. Uh, they, oh, it would have been very different if they didn't get the money. Uh, Stephen the Knight says, let's just say it would have been a great assault on Lex's library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for changes, there's a lot of little tweaks, but nothing major. We briefly considered Clark going up against a 33.1 crypto freak while trying to rescue Bart, but quickly realized there was just no way to squeeze it in or afford it. Yeah, that was that was the other thing. It was like, you know, they break into this facility that allegedly holds all the media freaks, but there is not one to be seen. And if... They're still around. They got escorted out when, you know, the building was getting evacuated. <laughs> I have no idea, but it would have been – it's kind of weird that they didn't run into anybody who is like a – you know, had superpowers at all. Um, 
They also said they would have had a uh, underwater sequence with Aquaman busting into the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but but Cyborg got up- upgrades. He can now patch into things. Oh um, yeah, Jacks and reroutes the system. And yeah, they're calling him Cyborg. They're calling AC Aquaman. Everybody's got a um, a code name. They call Bart Impulse, um, and they call uh, Clark a Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, Green Arrow saves Clark from the kryptonite and the guard there. He actually shoots somebody point blank in the back with an arrow, mm-hmm. but there's not a big deal about it. Like Clark doesn't react like someone got murdered in front of him. So every time something like that happens with Green Arrow on this show, I just think, okay, so nobody's making a big deal out of this guy getting murdered. It must be some sort of like, I don't know, arrow that <laughs> delivers some sort knockout of- Knockout arrow. Knockout arrow. Yeah. I don't know. Or a taser arrow or something. I don't know. Okay, my, my notes, my next note says, why can't this just be the Green Arrow show? <laughs> uh, because it's Smallville and Superman's the best. Um, uh, that's your answer. Um, oh, we have this great scene between Cyborg and Aquaman. <laughs> Cyborg's like, put a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and what does Aquaman say? I swim faster naked. Better be glad I still have pants on. Or <laughs> yep, <something>. yep. <laughs> Uh, the Green Arrow has a confrontation with Lex where he ends up shooting an arrow right past Lex's cheek. Oh, that was so good. Freaking great. That was so good. Yes. And there's explosion. There's explosives set up around the building. And I love this whole moment where Clark's like, listen, we have to make sure everybody's out of the building. And, he, and they stay on the radio. He's asking Chloe if they did. And finally, yes, it's okay. Every, everybody's out. And then we have... Walk away from explosion time. <laughs> so good. I love it. It's just a slow walk. Shit's blowing up in the background. And it's just the freaking you know, music going on. And how the camera just like, like takes in the entire team walking like a badass. And then zooms right in on Clark's like mug. And he's just like looking like, yeah, that's fucking right. I'm <laughs> Even though I'm not the leader, I didn't organize this, and they had to rescue me because my butt got put out with Krypton. <laughs> but I'm freaking super bad, uh, and I'm going to be the leader of this team eventually, so uh, just just wait. Just wait. The show's not over yet. <laughs> oh, but when Oliver shot Lex with that arrow and grazed his cheek, because Oliver was like, you go to hell, you son of a bitch, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what he said. And then he got shot. He was like, he looked so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended that you just shot me with an arrow and grazed my cheek. I love it. Like oh, the reaction okay. to, to me was just like, he like, because it shot like a pipe behind him and the pipe started going out. So he kind of looks back at the pipe and it sees the smoke coming out. And all of a sudden he realizes, oh, wait, I just, that like grazed my cheek. And then he looks yeah. up like holding his cheek, like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, like you could have killed me, but you chose not to, or right. something like that. So we have a tearful goodbye. Oh, okay. Lois is getting the Lana treatment. <laughs> no explanation. Yeah, getting a heart broken. Well, but Oliver says, you know, am I going to regret this for the rest of my life? Heck yeah, you are. You're going to regret this for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Don't you know who I am? And then he says, there are more important things in this world than what I want, than what I love. Yeah. So he's denying himself happiness with her so he can go defeat Lex Luthor. Because he's a freaking hero. 
That's Green Arrow. I mean, you know, I know he's it should be his show and everything stuff, but you know, Clark yeah. Kent's been doing that for years. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Clark is the king of denying then, himself happiness. <laughs> oh, that's true. He he could have been with Lana a long time ago mm-hmm. if he didn't. But uh, uh, oh, oh, back to that point I was saying about how Lex thinks he's the hero. Green Arrow is a terrorist. Yep. In his eyes. And that he needs to get rid of these terrorists. <laughs> yeah, he's very invested in stopping the freaks under the banner of freedom and democracy. I'm like, mm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, well, mm. Let me just back up to the, to, to the tearful goodbye, though. I got something from the book of Smallville to read to you. Okay. With justice, it was time to say goodbye to Green Arrow, a character that had a profound effect on Clark Kent's life in the first half of the season. It also meant that Oliver Queen had to bid farewell to Lois Lane. Stephen and I explains how this scene came together. We went through a couple of different drafts. There was a funnier version, but we ultimately decided to go with a more somber, heartfelt goodbye. I was up in Vancouver, and we were prepping to shoot, but still tinkering with that scene. Then I got a message from Al saying, Turn on your hard light. So, I worked with it and made it more from the heart and heartbreaking, really getting into the idea of how it's hard it is for a hero to have a meaningful relationship when there are bigger issues and when he can't tell the woman he loves why he has to leave her. I was a little worried because Erica and Justin are fantastic actors, but this was asking them to go to a place that we really hadn't um, gone to on the show with either of their characters. That goodbye scene was the second thing I shot for this episode, so it was right off the bat for both those guys. And they both came in so prepared to just go to that place. They both blew me away. Erica especially was so willing and so ready to go to a deeper emotional place than we had taken her on the show up to that point. So, um, I'm very sad that uh, Oliver Queen is leaving. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he will be back immediately in the next season. Yeah, we never hear from him again, unfortunately. Uh, it's just Green Lanterns for the rest of the series. When Green Lantern shows up. <laughs> what? You know, when uh, when uh, uh, Batman and Robin show up. We, we never seen Green, Green Arrow, though. Sorry. Um, Green Arrow. Oh, my God. Green Arrow. Oliver and Lois mm. are fantastic together. Uh-huh. Like whenever I see a scene that a, a scene is coming up with them two together, like I love that scene. Yeah, like I can't wait to see what we get. So, and I, I'm really, I'm really sad. I'm really mourning the end of their relationship. You're mourning hashtag Lollipop. And I hope yes. <laughs> uh, so um, turns out one of the guards at um, level thirty three point one had seen Clark and told Lex, but Lionel. Says, oh no, the boy was having dinner with me and his mother, and he had three helpers. Yep. So we have this great meeting in the barn at the end. Oh, amazing. What are you going to. Oh, is this where. uh, where, uh, Oh, this is all all the team in the barn. Uh huh. And what do you call your team? Ah, Something with the word justice in it, because that's what Lex is going to get. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently uh, they went through uh, some extra stuff in here. I think it was because Cyborg was originally part of the Teen Titans. He was like, maybe the Titans. And then somebody else says Doom Patrol or um, – and I think Chloe Chloe says something about like, you know, Clark and his amazing friends. And that seemed a little weird because, you know, the amazing friends usually goes with Spider-Man. Anyway, they couldn't use any of that stuff because uh, – oh, yeah, sorry. Chloe was uh, going to say Super Friends. 
Um, but they couldn't mm. use any of that stuff. DC had a, a hissy fit about it. So um, they just kind of good grief. say justice and they can't and, and amazing friends. And Well, I mean, it was fine mm-hmm. kind of uh, being ambiguous about it. Um, yes, uh, the six. OK, from the Book of Smallville. Sorry. The success of Justice almost led to a spin-off series by the show's creators. We talked about a Green Arrow and a Lois spin-off that involved other superpowered people, reveals Al Goff. Um, they weren't necessarily going to be Justice League people, just other characters from the DC universe who wouldn't have had any conflict with the film's division. It was a way to do a show about the people in their 20s, not in high school, in the city, dealing with real life, but also having these abilities and having another calling, with Oliver Queen pulling them all together. There were a couple of different plans that never quite came to fruition. The idea was that Oliver Queen was giving refuge to young people with superpowers in a Professor X kind of way. He was putting together his team as well as trying to help out these people, like he says in Justice about how he helped out Victor, Barton, and Arthur. Green Arrow was going to appear toward the end of the season and help Clark with his final battle by providing him with an important piece of information. Originally, Green Arrow was going to come back at the end of the season to help out, and that was going to springboard the spinoff that ultimately never happened. It was a combination mm-hmm. of the CW not biting and the studio not clearing all the characters. Just getting cleared to do the Justice League episode was something we were working on for months in advance. Mm. Yeah, it just seems like the studio is tying their hands yeah. so much. They want that they movie They can't money. do what they wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Instead, we got to, come on, boys, let's go save the world, and... The uh, League of Justice uh, <laughs> walks out the <laughs> barn and uh, is it Chloe that says this isn't the end of the story, Clark? This is just the beginning. Probably. Yeah. Anything more for Justice you got? Oh, that was badass. So badass. <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, best needle drop for that episode. I wrote down Greg Laswell's ep- uh, song High and Low, which plays when uh, Oliver and Lois have their breakup scene. So, going on to Labyrinth, this is the one where Clark is normal again. Oh, such a Buffy ripoff. <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, who did it better? Uh-huh. You know, which <clears throat> I, I feel like on Buffy, it was more tragic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, from, this is dark. From what I've read um, and heard, um, Stephen and I heard about this episode being made. And was just like, I can't help you on this one. This is one I'm going to have to just kind of step away from the writer's room and you guys have to figure it out. So, Really? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah there was some sort of rumor like, oh, Stephen and I worked on Buffy. So uh, obviously it's so Stephen. obvious. Like you obviously believe that Stephen did not came up with this idea. Yeah. That's written by it's L. Such, Sepian and Terry Meyer. It's so, I mean, it's just like, it's exactly like Buffy. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, what caused Buffy to end up in the mental hospital? Wasn't it, she, wasn't that around, like, the weight of the world and all that? Like, did, what, what caused her to end up in the mental hospital or think she was in the mental hospital? Was it a demon? Yeah. Uh, okay. It was a so bug, it wasn't was it? sort of like that, huh? What it, was it the glory episode? <sighs> yeah. I mean, the glory season? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it is kind of a lot not, like it, yeah. There's not much difference yeah. here. But, oh, you know, Tom needs a, yeah. Tom needs a vacation. He's very pale, or maybe it's the dingy white that washes him out. Yeah, I think so. He's looking pretty. Uh, no, I think that they it's makeup on him because at the end of the episode, he's rosy cheeked again. Yeah, yeah. So Clark is knocked down in a barn. He's hanging out with Shelby, 
He's knocked down and then he wakes up. Shelby's and, barking. Yep. And he wakes up in the mental hospital. And we got all these patients sitting around him making fun of him because he's always talking about crypto free. Always talking about Kyle. How do you know that name? <laughs> Phantom Zone. And then all of a sudden, one, two orderlies walk in, and one of them is a uh, friend of a uh, friend of the pod. Well, friend of our other pod, Alex Bonovic. So awesome! When he said he was in this episode, I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And I was so happy to see him. And you know, he actually he's he actually shows up uh, in another Smallville episode later on, but. It's he. I don't think he has as big of a role in that one as he has in this one. He's actually got like lines in this one, and mm-hmm. is like one of the chief antagonists in this mental hospital. So, also throughout the episode, the sound design. Oh, the music! It's like this ambient buzzing going on during all yeah. this stuff where he's in the hospital and when he gets just out. this paranoia. It's like a like a paranoia tone. Yeah. Um, Clark thinks he's in level 33.1 and the doctor there says he was got, he's got paranoid schizophrenia. He thinks his parents died in a meteor shower. He got adopted by the Kents, convinced himself, or sorry, his parents did die in a meteor shower. He is adopted by the Kents. He convinced himself he was an alien with special powers and slipped into this fantasy world when he was a freshman in Smallville season one. And he's been institutionalized ever since. Now there's an inmate that does believe him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I believe you're from another planet. I'm from Mars. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's little things. There's there's little things that make us think that this is not reality. Uh-huh. But then there's some things that makes us think that this could be reality. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, a lot of it makes sense if we. We're watching like this episode and not any other episodes. <laughs> and like thought the, mm-hmm. if they did this as, as the uh, series finale, it would be the most assholeish thing to ever do. But it would also work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this Martian is played by Phil Morris, who's known mostly for playing Jackie Childs in the Seinfeld. <laughs> but he also did like tons of voice work. Uh, I know he's known in the DC universe. He does the voice of Vandal Savage on a lot of the Justice League. I think I don't know. So anyway, Clark escapes and hey, he's wearing a hat again. It's the third time that Clark has worn a hat, just so you know, if you keep a track. <laughs> okay. All right, so I don't know we why. We had Zorro but... costume, we had Santa Claus hat, and now we have a janitor hat. But does it count? Because he's in like a fantasy land. I don't know. Does it count for what? Does it count? We, ha- we have a hat watch. We've got hat watch going on here. Really? <laughs> Why does why does Lana live in the barn? She's girled it up too. It's so girly. <laughs> Cordy. Oh, and also Lana is wearing clothes that we would have saw her wear in the early seasons. Yeah, she is season one Lana. They've been dating since season one. Uh, after Jonathan died, Aunt Nell and her bought the Kent farm, and uh, she has she's no idea, not not at all uh, involved with Lex Luthor. Yeah, she hardly knows him. Yeah. And so Clark is, I mean, how tempting is this, you know, for Clark? Yeah, he does. When she hugs him, he, you get that, uh, like, I'm just going to let go and this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let go and give up because this is nice. But then he wonders where his mother is and she says that Martha is at oh, Luther Mansion. She's married to Lionel now and she's on medication. <laughs> yep. 
And so did that because because Clark goes back and forth uh, between accepting this as reality and not accepting this as reality because he's like, oh, they've got you on medication, they're drugging you. Yeah, but you know, also like this is this you know with Martha and then with with Lana and then with Martha, it gets it keeps throwing him for a swing. Like, is this really happening? I mean, when she starts saying like, I want my son back, you know, it's really like. Obviously, he wants his mother. He wants to please his mother, um, and you know, may, maybe, maybe I am not her acting like her son. Uh, so, but Martha like betrays him, sets off the alarm. Um, I like that he has this fight with uh, the Luther Corp guards or whatever, Lionel's guards, and uh, Clark can still actually fight pretty good without powers. Yeah, well, it, when he at, in the beginning when he's trying to fight with. Uh, Alex Pope, what's what's, what's Alex's name? Ponovic and the the orderlies when yeah. he's trying to fight with him, he he doesn't realize he doesn't have super strength, and so he loses. But then when he gets in the fight with the goons from the the Luther Mansion, he fights better because he doesn't have the super strength to fall back on. Right, he doesn't think he's got super strength, so he's yeah. swinging with all his strength. I'm sure. Um, yeah, man, I I kick myself. That I didn't remember that he was in this episode when we talked to him <laughs> on, on the iZombie podcast because I would have loved to know, like, what was it like to, like, you know, throw Tom Welling all over the place, you know? Was it as fun as beating on Robert Buckley? You know? <laughs> uh, so then he runs into Chloe who says, hey, I know what's going on. They're after both of us. I was locked up. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, but then you're like, oh yeah, Chloe has could have mm. tendencies to have mental issues too. So could this be reality? And then she calls herself the sidekick. Yep. <laughs> and tells him to use her Yaris. Here, borrow my Yaris because <laughs> you don't have super speed anymore. Yeah, Yaris. It's a car. Um <laughs> So they go to see Lex, or he goes to see Lex. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in my notes, I have Clark needs to go see Lex because we need a good confrontation scene yes. between Lex and Clark. <laughs> Turns out that the bridge, the, th- the, the the scene at the bridge went a lot differently than what we remember. Um, Clark, in his delusions that he is a superhero, jumped in front of Lex's car, made him swerve and crash into low bridge, and he lost both his legs. And... Um, Open your eyes, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Does this look like a trick to you? Oh, freaking Rosenbaum is great. I wrote that whole line down. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is another thing that just kind of throws Clark for a loop. Like, holy shit. You know, and he's like, keeps almost falling deeper, you know? Yeah. Like this is, it's reality, but it's twisted a little. Yeah. Twisted reality. Um. And, you know, Clark has a tendency to blame himself for so much, you know, so it's very easy for him to slip into, oh, this is obviously all my fault mode, you know? Mm. So we go to the Talon, and it uh, has never been turned into a coffee shop. It's in an abandoned movie theater. But somehow Chloe's still living above it. Uh, <laughs> but before that, we have Lana talk, trying to talk Clark down again. She talks about how they got engaged when he they were like four or something. And ten. Ten. He got, yeah, he got a... Uh... A toy ring out of the gumball machine and gave it to her, yeah. and she's trying to get him to go with, go through with this uh, this uh, procedure, and then he's going to be fine and they can be yep. together. Yeah, Martha wanted the treatment, him to take the treatment as well. 
But uh, and then she she's like, "Don't listen to Chloe. Chloe is uh, Chloe is an, an escapee as well, you know." And uh, uh, so we go up the talent the talent apartment, which is I wrote wallpapered with weird, <laughs> like <laughs> every wall is covered with news articles. <laughs> and she's like, "Where? Not the crazy ones." <laughs> <laughs> But I like that, you know, Chloe, uh, Allison does a great job in acting uh, Chloe being um, nervous about being thought of as, you know, mentally ill because of her mother. Yeah. And I, she does some of that here, too. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'll, you know, uh, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I like how Clark does not tell her when he comes back to reality that oh, she yeah. was an uh, escapee, too, in his mind, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, Chloe and Clark try to get out of there, uh, and Lana tells Clark to stay, and then Chloe's had enough. She tries to take off, and two guards are there, and Chloe draws a handgun and gets shot in the chest and dies in Clark's arms, saying, I'm not crazy. And that's what Clark And he's still trying to, yeah, he's trying to deny that this is reality. He was like, no, Chloe's not dead, no. Yep, but he completely resigns. He goes back to the... He goes back to the mental hospital, ready to take that treatment. Um, and then Dr. Hudson, I love this awesome scene. This is uh, this scene reminds you of anything <laughs> uh, with the uh, all the Easter eggs all around him. Oh yeah, it's very much like Usual Suspects. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the antibacterial soap is Jarrell. <laughs> Dr. Milton Fine was being called over the PA system to report to level three. Uh, we had a book called The Fortress of Solitude near another book called The Crystal Ship. And then there's a game sitting there that's called The Amazing Labyrinth. Uh, there's a magazine with the Phantom Zone on it. There's pictures of guys that are called Victor Stone, Arthur Curry, and Alver Queen, but they weren't the, the actors that play those characters. The nurse was named Raya. Uh, uh-huh. The occupancy limit of the building is 331, and there's like this little burn mark between three and one, so it looks like 33.1. Uh huh. And then the doctor does the big thing of all. He pulls out the meteor rock, and it doesn't affect Clark. And <sighs> I don't know. It was so funny when I when, when I played this on my Blu-ray. Like as soon as these little Easter eggs started popping up, I I paused it and like wrote down everything. But then I played it at normal speed, and they like kept like going back over and over it again. Where I I like caught it the first time, you know. And I just I just was thinking like, too bad this is before DVRs were popular because they could have like really like lost like did something like Lost where they left clues everywhere. Of mm-hmm. course, of course, Lost is already like two seasons in at this point. Anyway, I- yeah, but. Yeah, but they had to make it very obvious instead yeah. of being very subtle with it. Yeah. So uh, the Martian meets up with Clark again and tells him that Dr. Hudson is a zoner and that uh, he's – the Martian's in Clark's head as, as well trying to help him. And he says, you got to kill Dr. Hudson. And, of course, like Clark isn't going to kill anybody. So um, – <clears throat> And then the orderlies uh, grab the Martian and scare him with fire. And um, I don't know if you know that the Martian Manhunter is scared of fire. That's a, I did not know that. Yeah, All I know is the Martian Manhunter is a very attractive man. You like Phil Morse? Yeah, I think he's hot. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Alex Ponovic does knock him, him as... knock him the hell out, though. <laughs> <laughs> but then you see him as... Uh... Oh, uh, who did you say he was on Seinfeld? Jackie Giles. 
Jackie Chow's in you're like, oh my god, he's oh he's not attractive. Um. So the orderlies take Clark to see Lana, who is just the last ditch attempt. Take the treatment, and we can be together. I mean, think about this fantasy that you keep insisting is true. It's that's that's you know, do you want that life or do you want to be with me? <clears throat> and uh, Clark almost gives it up. The drill approaches his head, and all of a sudden he hears barking, and it's Shelby. <laughs> Shelby saves Clark. Yay! (laughs) TV dog. Yeah, Sadie. Sadie went crazy over this episode. All the Shelby barking. (laughs) And Clark, yeah, he chokes. He chokes Doctor Hudson, and and uh, and then he comes back to reality, and the Martian uh, ghost busts uh, Hudson. (laughs) He says, "Welcome home." So, what's the deal with the what's the deal with the Oreo cookies? All right. Well, if we're calling him the Martian Manhunter, we might as well. Um, it, that's another quirk of the Martian Manhunter. He just loves Oreos. <laughs> I do, too, as do I. The dude is Oreo crazy. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're vegan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. When I went vegan, I lost 20 pounds, and then I discovered Oreo cookies were vegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so there was... If you're a little disappointed that, like, basically he says, welcome home, Kal-El, his eyes glow red, and then he flies away again. And it's like, ah! Yeah. They did have a deleted scene where the Martian, like, tells Clark who he is and why he's here. But they decided they wanted to save that for a later episode. um, Because if they kept that in there, they would have had to cut the Chloe and Lana stuff out of this ending. And that's just more important at this point. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So Chloe uh, tells Clark that he was only out for a second. Like she was, um, she was there or something, and she had just dropped him off. I forget. And Clark realizes that he still loves Lana. Well, realizes yet again that he still loves Lana. <laughs> he almost gave up everything he cared about for Lana. So, um, and Chloe is looking like you know, but then Clark says, oh, "Yeah, um, my heart is broke again. I, nothing new. I'm used to it." Yep. Yeah. Clark says. That Chloe was the only person that believed in him. And you mean a lot more to me than you know. Which, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so, um, Clark goes to the Talon, which is normal again. <laughs> normal <laughs> being riddled with tacky Egyptian designs. But uh, I love how we Clark walks into the Talon. We see the Talon in, like, full effect. Like, they, they dress that setup. Great because they probably this is probably like the second time they use it this season. Mm-hmm. It's just so very much Egyptian. <laughs> um, and he sees so very much gaudy. Yeah, he sees Lana and he tells her, you know, I had a dream about you. I gave you an engagement ring, and and she's like, "What happened next?" And he says, "I woke up." <gasps> and then Lex comes in and he's actually um, pretty nice to Lex, and Lex is like, "I appreciate the civility." And as Lex walks Lana out, mm-hmm. of course, Lana does the one look over the shoulder to Clark. And you know what that means. Mm-hmm. That means... That there's a chance. There's, a chance. there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Oh, my gosh. We've only talked about four episodes, and we have one more to talk about, and it is Crimson. Oh, God. Is it the best? This is the one I where... Know. I didn't even write one where. The one where um, we have Red K again, and Lois somehow gets some Red K as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a Valentine's Day party at the Talon, and Clark and Lois both hate Valentines. Uh, they're both hurting over their previous loves. 
and they're both now and they, third wheels <laughs> to Yeah, they get kind of uh, fixed up, sort of, but not really. Accidentally fixed up. Yeah, Jimmy thinks it's a perfect idea, like, because he doesn't know everything that's happened before. And, uh, you know, we find out later, you know, it's not exactly an accidental thing. He's He wants to get Clark off of, you know, away from Chloe, basically, you know, and probably, uh. probably in the nicest way he could do it. But still, like... Maybe Chloe will move on once, you know, Clark's headed going out with somebody else. So uh, we have this mystic working the party. I don't know why she's there, but she's selling magic lipstick, which is. Yeah, she uh, she's the now the owner of the magic shop oh, yeah, yeah. in Sunnydale. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a she had a, a another store, a satellite store open in Sunnydale, California. Right, right. Lois gets magic lipstick, and uh, the first person that she sees that she's going to fall in love with is Clark Kent. And it's weird because the scene ends, and I think we go into Somebody Save Me, which is obviously the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But we go to the next scene, which is the next morning. And that's when Lois decides to arrive at Clark's house in like a leather jacket and knee-high boots and a mini skirt. And I wasn't looking very close at all, uh, but I think she'll wear something like that. Um, a bustier. And she's she pretty much should like step step to Clark and be like, "Tell me about it, stud." Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was weird that like Lois got the love potion the night before. Then she's like, "I'll just go home and go to sleep, <laughs> and then I'll go after Clark the next morning." Uh. Yeah, but she's. Well, we had to have that awkward interaction with Martha. So funny. Martha's Where Martha like, is what? like, Who, what is going on? Uh, sure. Nobody, why, is anybody, why is anybody surprised with anything anymore? Yeah. Oh, somebody's acting completely out of character. Nothing wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Lois shows up with gifts. She's got her, she made Clark a mix CD. Uh, <laughs> and apparently White Snake does some great power ballads. <laughs> And Clark is like, hey, go ahead and throw and, that uh, CD like, in. <laughs> and then he disappears. Yes. Like, I've got to get her off. I've got to shake her off my tail. I've got to get rid of her. So, okay. Okay. As Martha says later on, Red K, it doesn't turn you into a different person. It just takes away your inhibitions. Yep. Does it do the same thing for Lois? Mm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's like this is Red K, but it's also it affects humans as well. So it's whatever stars mixing up with that Red K. <clears throat> um, and so Clark goes to the uh, Daily Planet to to whine to Chloe, to Chloe about <laughs> which is which is Lois funny. This is the Manhunter. Like, yeah, yeah. Chloe actually calls calls uh, the Martian the Martian Manhunter, which is pretty cool. Um, but I love that shot with Clark just like holding the CD out, like just look at the CD. This is I cannot. <laughs> this will tell you everything this, you need to know. <laughs> I just look at the CD, <laughs> which is which is weird because you know Clark said, "Hey, go put the CD in," and then he says, "And now well, he has now it. he has the CD." Yeah. Oh well, whatever. You know, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But then they they go into the phone booth. All right. Why is there a phone booth inside the Daily Planet? Oh, because there is one. 
Uh-huh. That's that's the answer. The there is a phone booth inside the Daily Planet. I don't know. Some places have uh, you know. Some public places might have a. a oh, a okay. Like old timey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, All we, right. we skipped ahead a little okay. bit though. So they go in there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. We, we skipped a little ahead a little bit because we had, we Lana has a request for Chloe, and that's to be her maid of honor. Mm, okay. And uh, Lana Chloe is very much like. Looking at Lana Alexa's Beauty and the Beast because uh, not because Kristen Crook stars in a show called Beauty and the Beast, but um, <clears throat> or not because I read that I, I watched that movie this weekend, but because um, because uh, you know she thinks that Lana's under some sort of lie, some sort of influence by Lex. So Lana says to Chloe, "I won't ask you to betray Clark's secret, but you should stop denying that he has one." Mm-hmm. So. I got you to admit that Clark has a secret. Mm-hmm. So um, we go to the Luther Mansion, and Lux has made a nursery, and it's looking oh, awful Jesus. blue, by the way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and also the lunatic person that decorated the talent <laughs> is also the lunatic person that <laughs> that decorated. This over-the-top nursery. Oh, you don't like the nursery, this Nursery. Huh? Oh, golly. It's, <laughs> I don't have an eye for this stuff, so that's really funny. And he wants to announce the baby at the engagement dinner, but Lana's like, ah, oh, people are going to think that I married you because I'm pregnant, and I don't want people to be confused. So anyway, yeah, yeah, back to the Daily Planet CD. Lois shows up with a tattoo <laughs> right on the boob. <laughs> And so finally they kiss in the uh, phone booth and then they go into another room and... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can, and, I, can I pause you wait, here? I've, I've got to tell you my favorite part. Are, my favorite part. My favorite part. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, and Lois goes, wait, wait, wait. I just want to know, is this for real? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is for yeah, real, yeah, huh? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> And then she's like, wait, you're the Green Arrow after kissing him. And then she's like... And then. Clark is like, no, that's Oliver. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's got nothing on me. Yeah. I'm so much better than the Green Arrow. I got all these powers. Yeah, she's all like, I'm Let so me- glad I found a normal guy. And he's like, what? <laughs> Cal is very much all, um, right? Isn't that what we call Red K, Clark? Cal. I don't know. That's what it's written in these uh, notes here. But um, yeah, Cal is very much like the ego test, you know? <laughs> you know? He's not a, not a fan of uh, uh, Lois thinking that he's just a, some normal dude. But backtrack. Back to the phone booth. I just wanted to ask you, how freaking happy were you when his eyes turned red? I mean, you saw oh, the God. lipstick. You're like, yes. okay, lipstick. I was like, it's red okay, lipstick. Yeah, I was like, all right. He's kissing Lois. Whatever. Oh, my God. Red kryptonite. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you figured out that it was red kryptonite until like uh, I figured. Oh, okay. I, figured. I was like, when is he going to get that red kryptonite in his system? Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Yep. Stick it in my vein. I love it so much. I'm a junkie for the red K. And yeah, I love how tempted you know normal Clark is you know to give in to Lois's uh, come heathers. She is you know. A very attractive woman. Uh, <laughs> well, but Clark, I know, and Clark is all about the denying himself. Yeah, but she gets right up in his grill, like at the Kent Farm, and then at the Daily Planet as well. So anyway, we have an awesome super jump 
from the top of the Daily Planet to Queen Tower and uh, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yep, yep. And unfortunately, you know, things get hot. Shirts get discarded. Clothing. Yeah. He said, what did he say? She said, you know, the last time I was here, I was with one of your good friends. And he was like, well, he wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Lois gets more coitus interruptus when Clark sees the invitation. <laughs> and uh, apparently Lois and Oliver were invited to Lex's engagement party, which does not seem at all correct to me. <laughs> like, why would they get invited to that? I have no idea. Yeah. Because Lex and Oliver hate each other. Let me show off the goods to you. All right. From the Book of Smallville. Red kryptonite and a special pheromone allowed the writers to sneak around limitations that would normally prevent Lois and Clark from being together so soon. We have to be very careful to align with past and current comics as well as the movie world, uh, episode co-writer Brian Peterson notes. So we use creative ways to let them kiss. And Crimson was an example of that, as was Hydro. Uh, Kelly Souders adds, I think everybody loves seeing bad Clark. And from the first day that Erica was cast as Lois, we had talked about doing a fun, bad version of Lois. So when the idea came up that both of them would be bad together, it was a no-brainer. Erica Durant enjoyed Lois's bad girl turn. Lois behaves badly. Somebody else takes somebody else takes advantage. That was a fun thing to play because you're kind of transporting yourself as a woman into a teenage girl with a crush. And Lois is never like that, right? She's got a little too much edge and life experience to throw herself willy-nilly into this great fantasy. So it was really fun to play that. It was also fun because you're showing a little foreshadowing of the future. All in all, it was a really fun episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, they're just giving us a taste of what's to come. Yeah. They're just, um, they don't want us to wait too long um, to get both of them together. So. Right. Start over from the beginning. You know, they get, they get a do over at the end of the episode. I mean, you know, this may feel rushed to you, but for people watching this in real time, this is like two years later <laughs> since Lois has been on the show. So, yeah. you know. Um, so meanwhile, Chloe and Jimmy, uh, Jimmy gets a bow tie from Chloe. Cause that's what Jimmy Olsen wears in the future. Right. <laughs> Jimmy thinks that Chloe is jealous. So in order to show that she's not jealous, she delegates the whole helping Lois and Clark out and, and, and decides to go to the engagement party that she's been invited to. Um, and Jimmy can take care of, um, investigating the lipstick. So he goes, um, to see Star at the Magic Box, and um, Star says that Lois and Clark's destinies are more entwined than they realize. Okay, bonk, 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 get it, we get it. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> anyway, so, engagement party. The best. <laughs> oh my god, so good. You were saying soap opera they- before, <laughs> earlier in this podcast? Yeah. Uh, this is a soap opera right here. Yeah, just... Everybody's dirty laundry out there for the world to see. Yep. Just everything is out there. Bad Clark is uh, not afraid to just. You know, from Clark is confronting his mother, letting him uh, know how you know wrong she is for getting over her husband's death so soon, and uh, trying to you know he just thinks it's, they're, they're moving too fast. You're for in, Lionel. You're in a race uh, with Lana to get the Luther name. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, to get the Luther monogram or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so good. And uh, and then he t- says, Chloe, you know, I've 
to, oh, don't think that I haven't thought about it. <laughs> yeah, once Lana's out of the picture, it might just pay off for you. <laughs> Uh, and then Lana, what a way to what a way to rebound, you know? Go after you, Lex. You, my greatest enemy. And then Lex is like, "It's time to leave." And Clark spins around and goes, "I'm not done yet." I'm like, Ugh. "Oh my god, <laughs> this is so good!" And that's when Clark pulls out of his pocket a rattle and tosses it at Lex. And they're both like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> And Lois is like, hey, uh, so this Lana shake, let's just get out of here. And Clark says, Lana, uh, oh, Lois says, Lana is your past. I'm your future. And Clark says, this is the this present. This is the present. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> None of the above. So he straight up kidnaps Lana. Um, one more reading from the book of Smallville for tonight. And this is over, well, Many fans are upset about Martha Kent attending Lex and Lana's engagement dinner as they felt it was not something Martha would have done to Clark. Annette O'Toole reveals that the episode was originally filmed with Martha turning down the invitation. That first scene when I'm on the phone with the invitation, I say, I'm sorry, I'm sending my regrets, I will not be there. I then shot a scene where I go to drop off an engagement gift for Lana before the dinner. I'm dressed in a suit to go to work. I arrive and speak to Lana. Uh, I arrive and speak to Lex as Lana's not there. It was wonderful because Michael and I were so excited to have a scene together. I brought Lana a gift, and he says he'll give it to her. Then Lana walks in and says, "Mrs. Kent, oh, you came! You came to dinner!" And I'm caught, and I have to stay because I feel so bad for her that she thinks that I'm there for the dinner. That's why I'm there in a suit. I'd given Lana a necklace that used to belong to my grandmother, and it's my goodbye to her And since she's now out of my life. So I've stuck at this dinner by mistake. We shot the whole thing. Clark comes in, and I know if I could just talk to him, I could tell, you, tell him it's a mistake. However, things changed for the final cut of Crimson. I went into loop this episode, and they had me loop a line in the beginning saying I was accepting the invitation. I said, I can't do that. I look like a fool. I look like I'm betraying Clark. But I was told that I had to because they had cut the whole scene with Lex and Lana. I was livid because this makes Martha look like such a bad mother. Peterson and Souders realized that Martha's presence at the dinner would be a concern, but they felt the right this was the right decision to make. We had this discussion, but what we ultimately talked about was that Martha's the closest thing to a mother that Lana's had since her parents died. So for Martha to hurt Lana's feelings and turn her down would have been an equally difficult thing to do. As much as Martha mm-hmm. wants to be there for her son, she knows that it was Clark who broke Lana's heart. She is a very compassionate person. You can make an arg- argument either way. She wouldn't be so petty as to let that interfere with him w- with trying to celebrate something that's so important for Lana. So... Interesting. Huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that, that she wants to be happy for Lana. Because she gives Lana and Chloe a look of, love you, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, Lana, Lana gets kidnapped. Lois is eating lots of chocolate. And uh, <laughs> um, Jimmy shows up with the antidote, which is a green spray. And... Uh, <laughs> Lois and Chloe get in a bit of a scuffle She's like stop making fun of my feelings <laughs> And that's when Jimmy sprays her So back at the loft um, Clark is a little Little bit much uh, forceful. forceful Forceful. He forces it He kisses Lana And he's like you know admit it You still love me I'm still in love with you Yeah I think they did this really well Because it's like he's being a slime ball by pushing this kiss on her, 
But then, like, Mm -hmm. Kristen pulls off this whole thing where she's, like, upset by it. Like, she's sad. She wants wants to cry because this is happening. But then also Mm -hmm. she's, like... You know, she loves also Clark kind of so kissing much. him. Yeah, she's kind of kissing him back, yep. but she's almost yeah. She's yeah. doing two things at the same time. Yeah. Um, and she tells him she's like, "You just can't stand to see me in love with someone else." And uh, that's when Lex enters the barn. And I just wanted to note uh, obscure Smallville trivia that means nothing. This is actually in season six episode yada yada. This is the first time on Smallville that Clark, Lana, and Lex are in the barn at the same time. <laughs> mm. See, I think that's more uh, important than hats. What? You don't like hat watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see the significance of hat watch. <laughs> uh, so Clark says that uh, Lana's just a trophy to Lex, um, and, uh, and Lex is just a consolation prize. For for her mm-hmm. and that Lex wants everything that Clark has. Yep, and I love it. Like Lex pulls a gun, and and, he, and Clark is like, "You can't win. You don't know the rules of the game." <laughs> and he like shoves him through a wall, and Lex is screaming at him. Or um, yeah, because he's not afraid of the gun. Right. Yeah. Like Lana doesn't know why he's n- not afraid of the gun. Mm-hmm. And but neither does Lex. They don't know. They don't know the rules. And, uh, you know, evil Clark is not exactly, you know, too worried about getting his secret out or whatever, which makes me mm-hmm. wonder, like, how the heck did they get from Luther Mansion to the barn? Like, would evil Clark say, get in the truck? <laughs> or would he, like, <laughs> zipper across <laughs> town or whatever? Yeah. Let's let's use, uh, let's use Chloe Jaris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yaris. It's a car. Um <laughs> So uh, Clark yells at Lex saying he should not have saved him on that bridge. And that's what Lex pulls off a chisel and stabs him in the, in the uh, stomach with it. And Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it, that is a tool for woodworking. Uh-huh. I asked my husband. Oh. It's a woodworking tool. Yes. Okay. Um, and, that's, and all of a sudden Clark collapses to the ground and it turns out that Martha has, is there with the green K behind her back. Right by her back and says, Lana, leave. I'm going to handle this. Yep. You're like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yep, yep. <laughs> Senator, Senator Kent. Yes, Senator. My boy, my, my fiance just stabbed your son in the stomach, but we'll get out of here. <laughs> I, and yeah, this is another thing. It's like unlike other episodes where kryptonite uh, is used, Clark usually doesn't feel affected by kryptonite until he notices it. <laughs> so it being behind Martha's <laughs> back, it's a little weird. That all of a sudden he's collapsed, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so yeah, the next day Clark is embarrassed again. It really sucks. This is like the hangover part six. <laughs> you know, he's just like, what the hell happened? Um, and Martha says, yeah, it takes away inhibitions. And so Clark's like, I want to kiss Lois while I pine for Lana and keep Chloe in my back pocket. <laughs> mm. uh, maybe. <laughs> and also be mad at you for having a relationship with Lionel so soon after my father's dead. Yep. So Clark's just more determined to stop the marriage. And, and Martha tells him, just leave her alone. It's the best thing to do, which quite honestly, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, we have more knowledge than Clark does. I mean, Clark's got enough mm-hmm. knowledge to know Lex is no good, but I don't know. Anyway, um, 
Lois doesn't remember anything, luckily. <laughs> and luckily, it's not a real tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it wears off in a week. Yeah. Uh, and Clark's like, hey, we didn't do anything. Don't worry. But you made me a CD. And she's just like, oh, <laughs> White Snake. Yeah, luckily we didn't do anything. Just like he didn't do anything with Alicia. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything with uh, the girl with the amulet. You know. Oh, yeah, that girl. Some, yeah. <laughs> something always interrupts them. I keep wanting to call her Eve, but she's not Eve. <laughs> you know, Eve from Dawson's Creek. Oh. She reminds me of Brittany Daniels, but it's not her. Anyway, um, meanwhile, Jimmy is shocked that Chloe is so forgiving of Clark after how much of an asshole he was being uh. and says, is just had enough. And he says, if you had the choice, you'd rather be with him. Chloe says, you're my guy, which is such a cute thing to say, you know, mm-hmm. but Jimmy's not convinced. He says, let's take a break. And I just wrote in big giant capital letters, dude, you're dating. Like, it's okay. You're, you know. Yeah. You, it, the problem is with you. Yeah. Jimmy, you're the one that has the problem. Your insecurities are the only thing. I mean, she's not like, she's concerned about Clark. She helps Clark. She does things with Clark that she yeah. doesn't tell. Clark was here. Right. Clark was here before you were, Jimmy. Yeah. They're good friends, but if there's any evidence that they were together or whatever, yeah, maybe she had some feelings. I mean, it just life goes on, <laughs> you know? She's with you now, pal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, Dr. Langston uh, checks up on Lana to see if she's okay after that whole scuffle. And uh, Lex uh, says he noticed that Lana was kissing her, kissing Clark back. And um, and he says he can't blame Clark If I let, ever let you slip through my fingers I have no idea what I'd be capable of And then they steps out of the, Into the hallway with Dr. Langston Dr. Langston mentions that the pregnancy Is not typical But everything is on schedule Okay So we can read that as <laughs> Her pregnancy is because Was caused by Lex Well yeah Experimenting on her <laughs> If you call it that. <laughs> no. Or it's something that she was exposed to or or whatever. Right. Or this is Clark's baby. Hmm. Um, how? It's Clark's baby. How? I know it seems like it was a long time ago that that Lana and Clark were together, but it wasn't that very Jonathan was alive, ago. and that was over a year ago. <laughs> Remember Jonathan what? yelled at him? And- oh. Is that? I mean, okay. she'd be a lot more pregnant than she is now. Okay, so it's not Clark's baby. I mean, you know, if you're talking experiments, you never know. I mean, somehow he could have gotten something from Clark. Some somehow. I mean, if you want to go back to your Clex uh, uh, theories from you know early in our podcast, you know there are ways to get. Um, I don't know if I want to continue talking about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. The the uh, the ingredients for making a baby, but you know it could be that this pregnancy, the birds and the bees, is not oh. typical. It's just not a typical pregnancy. It's not one that <clears throat> seems. It's not one that uh, the doctor sees often. But you know, it's not typical. It's not like a normal pregnancy. It's a. So uh, it could be that she's pregnant with twins. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Something that I'm not even thinking of. Everything is on schedule. That's all. That's all you got to know. And that could be a good thing too. Everything's on schedule. That's a good thing to hear from the pediatrician or the uh, 
not the oncologist. That's cancer. Uh, Obstetrician. <laughs> Obstetrician. <yeah. laughs> hmm. But that's not it. Okay. That, that's that's not all for this episode. That's not the end of the episode. The end of the episode is what is I thought Lana. would be more effective towards you, but you were just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see, I can see somebody getting excited about that reveal that uh-huh. she has the uh, the woodworking tool that was bent uh, on Clark's abs of literal steel. Yep. Uh, She's gonna put to it. She's got she's got some information that she's working out in her brain. Yep, something is up. Why did that chisel get She'll, all bent up when my fiance stabbed Clark in the stomach? What? What made her ch- grab that chisel? Too? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty big deal. Do do do. All right, so episode of the week. Do I need to even? I mean, it's it's tough competition, believe it or not. I mean, it really is. I mean, hydro. Hydro is the best. Okay, obviously, Tori Spelling really makes everything better. (laughs) Hydro and Crimson are the best. What? What? I know you like Justice. I know you're going to say Justice is the best, but I'm going to have to go with Crimson. I'm just surprised Hydro Hydro was like second place. Okay. Yeah. That's what you like the one the whole. Lois believes that Oliver is the great arrow and then the kiss between Clark and Lois. Yes. Are you and saying like the Clark, best episodes Clark this week are Lois and Clark kissing? That's strange. <laughs> Clark finding out that Lana's pregnant. Mm. That was great. Yes. Some good drums. I got to say, uh, it's hard. It's hard. To, um, Hydro is fun. Um, Subterranean is obviously uh, the, terrible. <clears throat> it's not as bad as I remember. I mean, and, it, and it's got one hell of an ending. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely, I mean, going up against these other Weak four, sauce. it's, it's not as, it's not it's definitely the bottom hydro is probably fourth place for me. I mean, it's, it's got a fun, you know, the whole Clark and trying to pretend to be the green arrow. That, that's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, but you even like, uh, labyrinth better than hydro. Yeah. Labyrinth was freaking mm. I just love it. Uh, it's it's normal again. I mean, normal again is one of the best Buffy I mean, episodes that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I just wish that I could have solved this episode without knowing yeah. anything about normal again. Yeah, um, it, but it's still like it's just so. I just love this. Like it's like a lot like Lexmas, like this alternate reality. Uh, mm-hmm. What would it be like? You know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, Justice in Crimson. I mean, it, I'm sure. I, I have to give it up to Justice. Justice is freaking awesome. But Crimson and Labyrinth, tight, tight second place. It's it, totally tied. Then Hydra and Subter. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get to talking about what we're talking about next week. I would said last okay. episode that we're going to be doing four episodes a week. That doesn't start till the week after this one. <laughs> so we have one more mm-hmm. five episode week just to make you happy. Okay. Okay. And I've got about 12 teases. So let me read the episode titles first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The episode titles are Trespass, Freak, uh, which is a big joke on uh, on Chew Podcast because they're like, they haven't used the word freak yet in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Every episode's freak. (laughs) Yeah. Promise, Combat, and Progeny. And here are your 12 teases. 
I just kept writing them down. I was like, wow, I, I've got about five. Te- no, I've got about 12 here. Uh, okay. Well, I'll just leave them all here. She'll love it. Okay. All right. So here he teases. Uh, first one, Lana somehow ends up in Clark's bedroom. Okay. Oh. Uh, next, Smallville trots out a plot line that's actually, that actually hasn't been used since early season three, but it's a tried and true one. And that plot line is, someone's obsessed with Lana. <laughs> Oh, no. So, you mean there's somebody who loves Lana? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just go with who doesn't love Lana? <laughs> but remember back in the early season, it was like every other episode, somebody was obsessed with Lana. Uh-huh. Next he is, is Lex gets himself a meteor freak tracker with some surprising results. Huh. The next episode, the next tease is um, Michael Rosenbaum sits in the director's chair. Oh, yay. Uh, Next is is the wedding of Lexana arrives, and we get to see it (gasps) from a few different points of view. Rashomon. It's like Rashomon. (laughs) (laughs) Next is one character should have been there for the engagement dinner, but doesn't miss the wedding. Next (sighs) next is is... Obviously, Lana looks gorgeous in a wedding dress. That's not even a tease. That's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just wrote that down because. Dang, oh, I can't wait to! Dang. I can't wait to see what style it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next one is Lois Lane wears her first superhero costume, but it's a Marvel hero. <laughs> hmm. Next one is Underground Zoner Fight Club. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Everybody has to do the Fight Club episode. Yep. Three more teases. Next one is. Lex also finds someone who can control Meteor Freaks, and that person is related to one of the main characters. Hmm. Nail. Hmm. Your next tease is another amazing bit of stunt casting. And your Is it? Is it from 90210? <laughs> no, Brian Austin Green doesn't show up yet. <clears throat> your last tease is Lana Lang discovers the truth about her pregnancy. Dun, dun, dun. She's having triplets. <laughs> <laughs> and we're nearing two hours. I'll probably take a little bit out with editing, but uh, wow, we've talked about a lot, but these were huge episodes. So, Oh my gosh, they were so good. So let's go watch some Smallville, huh? If, it was, if they were all this good, <laughs> I would just die of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I think next week it's going to be... Weak sauce again? No, there's 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 a there's a couple of good ones, maybe like two or three. <laughs> okay. I know there's one that's going to be the best. The, we're gonna, I, I, I know I'm looking forward to the most. So um, yeah, we'll see y'all the next time. Episode. Yeah, wedding episode. Okay. We don't want to wait. Bye. Bye.